Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. How are you today, Shell? I'm doing great. Fresh back off of our February vacation. Man, that was fun, wasn't it? It we're was. Talk about, we're going to talk about our trip and how it went. And I thought that's what we talked about today since we didn't uh, talk about what we were, why we were going to Jamaica. We, we always take it. We like to take a, a trip for just the two of us in February after the holidays have kind of come and gone. Those winter blues set in and it's not mm-hmm. quite spring. It's uh, we, just something we started last year. Yeah. I think it's great. You know, we start. We went because last year we got to go to the Bahamas with the Grill Greats uh, competition yeah, there. It was steak, SES steak cook-off. And so that was a business trip, but we had so much fun. We was like, it's a great time to go to the Caribbean and go on vacation. So we booked, we when we got back home, we pretty much started planning, and we booked it, I guess, in June, something like that, May, late May, June. And we've been looking forward to it all year. <laughs> And so, so when we were there, we went. We went to one of the resorts. It was a sandals resort. Well, do you want to talk about the recipe first? Yeah, we probably should. We'll get into all this <laughs> later. But that's why we were gone last week, and yeah. we didn't do a podcast. But before we did go on vacation, like the Sunday before, like we were we left on a Monday. We recorded uh, the video for this week, and so just to stay ahead, the way I knew I wasn't going to record something when yeah. I come back from vacation because so- we did. You know, a class on Saturday, regular work week, class on Saturday, came back home from the class, recorded a video on Sunday, packed that night and got on a plane earlier early morning. Did not catch the coronavirus, thankfully. We don't know yet. We don't know. (laughs) You feel like you need to be quarantined. (laughs) I mean, I could have went for two weeks of quarantine instead of back to work. But yeah, so the the video we did, um, I did my take. I know everybody's seen this because I've seen it. It's been all over. Facebook for years, years but it was yeah. uh, it's called a Mississippi pot roast, and it's the you take a chuck roast, you put it in your crock pot with a stick of butter, um, just a ranch packet, a beef au packet, and some pepperoni peppers, as many or you know as few as you like, and that's the Mississippi pot roast. You let it cook all day, serve it over mashed potatoes typically or rice, and it's actually on the back of the the recipe for that. See, I thought it was just a social media thing. I didn't grow up eating a pot roast like that. Hey, no. My mom wasn't using. Just the pepperoni peppers no. and ranch packets. No. We always had stew with the beef stew mix and the uh, potatoes and carrots and onions and celery and all that stuff. That's how I grew up eating pot roast in Mississippi. Yeah. But this is a Mississippi pot roast, and evidently it's a thing because the recipe is on the back. Yeah, I wonder of where that the, name came from. It's on the back of the packet. Yeah, I don't know where. It, that's a good origin. We need to research the origin of that. I saw it on Facebook. It's been out there for yeah. as long as there's been a Facebook people sharing recipes. I remember. Um, Somebody telling us about it years and years ago. Yeah. Hey, like, tried that? that? Yeah. Turns out it's damn good. Yeah. Because we've done it a few times. We did it. You know, I've done it in the crock pot because it's an easy dinner. You throw throw all that stuff in the crock pot, put it on low, go to work, come back home that night, and you've got some tender meat. And it does taste good. Now, what I've learned cooking it is that sometimes it'll get too salty depending on the size of your roast. If you put a smaller two-pound roast in that crock pot, which is a pretty small chuck roast, and you use a whole packet of beef uh, beef au mix and a whole packet of ranch, heck, yeah, it's going to be salty. Mm-hmm. But what you have to do is kind of adjust it for the size of meat you're cooking. So 
if you're cooking a four pound roast, it can take the both packets. If you're cooking a two pound roast, I'd half it. Yeah, like so, half a ranch, half all you. Yeah, yeah, half the packet because it's plenty of seasoning. So what well, I did, I did it. I didn't do it in crock pot. I wanted to do it my way. Well, tell about the first time you ever cooked that recipe. <laughs> the very first time, which has been several years ago. It's been a while. I didn't have pepperoncinis at the time. I mean, normally I have three or four multiple jars, this partial is kind jars. Of a, let's see what we got to cook today. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm gonna do it. And I've got this jar of sport peppers that I'd done. I think I got those back when I was doing the uh, Chicago Dog. Yeah. Which is a long, time long time ago. ago, and it's these those little bitty, you know, tiny little peppers. They're they're what a fifth of the size of a pepperoncini, so they can't be hot, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, well, the recipe called for you know six pepperoncini, six to eight pepperoncini peppers. I'll just dump this whole jar of juice and all the sport peppers in there. And um, that time, <coughs> excuse me, I don't think I did. Cause I, I want to say I put vegetables in at the end of it too. It Maybe. wasn't just the meat. Maybe I did the beef, the beef packet, and the all ranch I remember packet. it was so hot I couldn't eat. It was it, it was the hottest, <laughs> hottest roast that I've ever tried to eat in my life. It was so it hot. It had tears coming down. Yes, yeah. I'd eat a bite and have to drink a bunch was, of water. I was, I was like, like, I don't this think recipe I sucks. <laughs> I don't know if it's me or what, but it was so hot. Like you couldn't even eat the vegetables out of it. They were too hot. Michael wouldn't touch it. Yeah. And you were, I mean, it was painful. I had a few bites, and I was like, We threw it away. We like ruined a big old pot, a crock pot full. This was just like a Sunday, going to be a Sunday dinner. But we tried it again a little while later, and we the, were like, the original this is really way. good. Yeah. The original way, and i become a fan of it. And to this day, I, I really do like it. But I thought it would make a great um, recipe to do on a smoker or grill outside. And then use the meat instead of serving it with rice or, or potatoes or whatever you want to serve it with. I was going to make a sandwich out of it. Kind of uh, my take on a, a New Orleans po' boy, they use like a beef debris. Yeah. So they cook a roast down and, then, you know, it's got all the stuff in it. And they, they put that on a po' boy bread and, with cheese. And so I, I called it Mississippi po' boy. I took a chuck roast and seasoned it lightly. Just I wanted some good and salt and pepper on it. So I used my TX brisket seasoning. Um, didn't go super heavy. I just wanted yeah. to get some flavor on the outside. Nice. Crack. Put it on the on the smoker. Ran it about two seventy five, three hundred, right in that range uh, on the egg. Let it get some smoke on it till it got a little, you know, color. I was going for some smoke flavor and some color on the outside because in the recipe you're supposed to lightly flour the roast and put it like in a cast iron, kind of brown it, yeah. and then move it to your crock pot for the long cook. Well, that's what I did, except I did it putting some smoke on it, put some grill flavor on it, letting it develop a little bit of bark. And then I moved it to a Dutch oven, kept it on the smoker. Uh, heat ran smooth the whole time. I mean, on the egg, it's no problem. But you could do it on any grill. I mean, it'd work great on pellet grill. Yeah. It'd work great on a drum. You could Whatever. not even use the smoker for this recipe. Yeah, you could th- after you got your after you got your little, or your smoke and grill flavor on it, you could have put moved it to the crock pot because yeah. at that point all we're doing is getting it tender. But you could have done it. You could have done it just like the recipe. Yeah, you could do it and yeah. make the same sandwich. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't be as good. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have that. It wouldn't have that the smoke element to it, the grill taste to it, and that's what I really liked about doing it that way first. Because what was it, about two hours is all that yeah. I let it smoke. You I just mean, let it get some color. Yeah, I just let it. I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to take it to a stall or anything like that. I, I even any set internal temperature. I just kept looking at it, and in two hours, I was like, yep, it's dark enough. It's got some color. I know there's some smoke to it. And you could see when I pulled it all apart that it had a nice smoke ring oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. Um, 
I threw some smoker wood in there. Used some, you know, lump charcoal to run the egg. What did you, um, what wood, what did you use? Um, I think that was a little bit of cherry on that one. Cherry. Uh, cherry pecan. It's been two weeks and I've been to Jamaica and a lot of rum drink. <laughs> between men. Don't, don't quote me exactly which one it was. But you, could, you could use whatever wood you wanted. You could use hickory. You could use a little, you know, uh, cherry or whatever, your favorite wood. A combo would work great. Yeah. If I was running Could pellets, you get too much combo. Could you get yeah, too much you won't, you, you don't need to, Yeah, you don't need to oversmoke it. Yeah. Well, you just need a few chunks. Since you're only smoking it for two hours. Yeah, you can get too much. I mean, you, you can pile it to it. You want, I mean, the key to that is run a good clean fire to where you got a light smoke. Yeah. And that's what I did. So the total cook time was about, I guess it was four and a half, five hours, something, something like, like that. Because so it still do? took it when I. You're just going two hours. Yeah. Two hours in the smoke. And then move it to the Dutch oven. Yeah. Stick a butter, ranch packet. Same old. Uh, same au jus old. packet, pepperoncini peppers. And I I put, I know I put about eight in there. I can't, I don't remember exactly. I always try to, I always do a little bit more. Um, I don't try to get the juice out of them because you're not adding any more liquid. The meat's going to cook down. That chuck roast is going to uh, render out the fat. The butter's going to melt. It's going to make its own kind of sauce simmering sauce and that's what i used to moisten up like for a, a gravy over the top of that mm-hmm. sandwich so after when it got fork tender when i was you know i'd i'd use the thermal pen to probe it and i really wasn't looking for a set temperature it's upwards of 210 215 degrees yeah. i'm looking more for zero resistance it is soft i could take that thermal pen and start breaking it that's how i want that chuck roast because i wanted to shred it and i just took it out put it on a cutting board um, used two forks and did a quick shred. I shared that on uh, Instagram earlier in the week, the little shred. That looked cool. Yeah. I mean, it just fell all apart. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't mushy or anything. No. And I then, love beef cooked like that. Yeah. Oh, and then what, what you can do is take that beef and just put it back in the pot, mix it with the juice, and serve it that That's way. That's what if I you wanted, wanted to make to mini yeah. sliders, if you wanted to do, you know, I just made... It would be really good to make like little mini sandwiches, like Heck mini subs yeah. or mini sliders. Yes, you use could, that exact same recipe yeah, yeah. and just make little and let biscuits, and, yeah, yeah, exactly, yep. And put like a little slice of cheese on them, put mm-hmm. the meat on there, a little bit of gravy over the top, some extra little uh, pepperoncini rings because that's what I did. I bought some pepperoncini rings. That'd be a good football food. It would be an excellent football food. Yeah, because it goes a long way. You know, you yeah. set a get a get a Dutch oven full of it or a crock pot if you wanted to to keep it warm. On the inside, mm-hmm. and then some tongs, and let people make their own little miniature Mississippi sandwiches, Mississippi pot roast sandwich, I guess you'd call it or something. Yeah, but you made Mississippi a sliders. Yeah, it would be. But, but you, I made a po' boy. Yeah, and that just a po' boy to me is just now I didn't have this is a Mississippi version. Yeah, I didn't have the so original. Get away with not using yeah the, 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 the real bread. I mean, I just went and bought some giant. 12, I guess they're 12 inch sub rolls. Large for, hoagie or giant hoagie yeah, rolls. They're po' boy rolls to me. Yeah. I mean, they're soft French bready kind of rolls that I split open. I uh, put some cheese in there. And, and man, I'm telling you, I bought just regular old uh, American, white American cheese slice from the deli where they slice it off for you. Like, mm-hmm. a, I think I sliced it on a number one. So it's a you know nice piece of cheese. Put that down as the foundation on the bread. It kind of protects the bread a little bit. Put that hot, smoke chuck pot roast mississippi style on top of there and let that melt that cheese and then topped it with some more of the the gravy the juice the au jus from inside the pot and then pepper pepper rings over the top that's all it needed now i've toyed around with the idea of making like a 
I don't know, like a almost like a kicked up mayo or aioli, whatever, yeah. to put on it. And that would have been fine if you want a creamy I element. Put a little mayo on mine. I, I knew you were going to. <laughs> but, that you know, you don't have to. I think it was fine. It was moist. It was. It was juicy. It had a ton of flavor. It didn't need a whole lot. And it makes a heck of a sandwich. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. Delicious, yeah. Yeah, it it's was rich. Super rich. So you couldn't have ate that whole sandwich. We cut. It, I cut it into fours. And, you know, I don't even know if I could have knocked out a whole half of it. Yeah. Because that's a lot. I mean, well, the it's, night. It's hearty, you know. It's, yeah, the night. I put that whole. No, there was a little bit of meat left over. But majority of that chuck rice went on that one sandwich. But it would have fed. Family of four, easy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. would have got a nice quarter of a sandwich. Especially if you had like a pasta salad or something to go with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if you're serving it over mashed potatoes or rice or something. That's, yeah, completely. That would have been, been a big serving. I mean, yeah, we're talking yeah. several ounces of meat. Yeah. If you get gotten some really good mashed potatoes and just put that smoked Mississippi pot roast on top with a yeah. little gravy. Yeah, that would have been good. Heck yeah. Um, this recipe all came about because... You happened to find a certified Angus beef chuck roast. Yeah, at Super Low. Yeah, at locally. You and were that, just looking. Well, yeah, I always, you know, me. I'm strolling through the meat. If we go to the grocery <laughs> store, I'm headed to the meat department. But see what they got see what looks that's the good. only store close by me that sells um, certified Angus beef just in the case. So what you make- have to look though because they have, you know, they have so much certified Angus beef and they have so much just regular. I don't know what brand it is. Probably yeah. IBP or something like that. You have to look real close because they don't have the regular certified Angus beef sticker on it. Yeah, but it does have it the printed, printed one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the difference in is the dang marble and the quality of that beef. It was so red and pretty and marbled, you know, the, yeah. the raw. So I usually try, what I, when, I, when we go through there, Super Low is a local chain. I'm sure everybody's got little local chains mm-hmm. they live by. I mean, we've got Kroger's and we've got Walmart's and Sam's Club and Costco. But Super Low is like an independent, and they have, I don't know, six or seven stores in the Memphis area. It's employee-owned is what they call so, it. Yeah, yeah. So their prices are, I mean, they say their prices are better on everything. I found, like, they, the certified Angus beef prices are great, but then you might go over to Cereal Isle, and it's jacked way up. Yeah, so they yeah. offset their prices. But it's a good little store to, to, buy, to buy beef. They actually sell, like, when we do a contest, it's the only place close to me that sells Springer Mountain Chicken. So they're dealing with these other independent labels instead of like the big instead of just making big box supermarket if you want to call it yeah. that yeah the major ones they they have better choice and I found I found a lot you know I found some really good pork some really good beef and some really good chicken and in, in those little independent grocery stores and you found I, you know, competition briskets in there yeah yeah I have certified things beef brisket yeah. I mean, they don't have prime usually but heck it the the marbling on this chuck roast was I mean if it was choice it was high choice yeah. Because they were, it was I didn't fantastic. Think they dealt in choice. Choice yeah. is the bottom level. They'll, they yeah, they don't deal. So they don't, I doubt they have select there. They, I it's mean, choice, choice and then yeah, prime. Uh, but they don't have prime though. Yeah, they just have. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if certified Angus beef if it sells a select product. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. If it grades out, it, it probably yeah they probably Not won't. Super low. I'm, I'm asking about certified. Yeah, beef. yeah. I, d- I don't think it even grades out that. They won't make the certification if it. Yeah. They're but not going to say certified Angus select. <laughs> certified Angus beef brand select. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, it just doesn't sound right. But um, but you found that and decided you wanted to do a chuck roast, and you started talking yep. about it and coming up with ideas. And how did you come up with the idea to do the Mississippi po' boy? I was. You, you started talking about doing a Mississippi pot roast, and then you yeah. started thinking about turning it. Into I just sandwich. thought it'd be. I thought it would be a good time. I mean, to make a great sandwich. Yeah. Because it's traditional. We just eat it with some mashed potatoes, or either. I tell you how. 
like one of my favorite meals that, that growing up as a kid was always pot roast Sunday. Because my mom would do it with all these vegetables. I hated pot roast Sunday. Did you? It always turned into soup Mondays. Exactly. <laughs> and then sandwich Tuesdays. Just <laughs> ate them for three days. I liked it. My mom made the good pot roast. And, Maybe that's the difference. But she had one of these big, I know you've seen them. It's like the classic turkey roaster looking thing. It's this big oh, yeah. thin metal one that the roaster lid. And she always cooked her pot roast in that. So she'd put oh. her chuck roast in it with the she never used and the crock pot. But it was always juicy. I mean, we she always added water and beef broth and the pack the oh, yeah. beef, beef stew seasoning packets and all that. But then there would be the onions and mushrooms and carrots and celery and green beans and so it was a hearty dish. You yeah. know? It was really a meal. And then she'd serve it over mashed potatoes. Sometimes rice, but most of the time mashed potatoes. I like that. So I, I was going to do, I mean, I've done one like that. I call what I think I call it not your mama's pot roast yeah, or something yeah. like that. Same kind of version, just with on the smoker to Dutch oven. Yeah. So, or I don't know if I did that one in a Dutch oven or if I did it in a, a big aluminum pan. Because you could do it either way, cover it in full. I'm pretty sure you did it in that same Dutch oven. This one would work. In, it's a five-quart lodge. We found, yeah, I think I found that at, on clearance at Kroger for yeah. like $15. I've got more use out of that Lodge <laughs> Dutch oven for 15 bucks. One of the best buys I've ever had. <laughs> so we had some other chuck roast that you um, made the Mississippi pot roast with, and we did the sandwich with just trying it out like a, the week before. Yeah, testing. And we had it for dinner one night or something. Yep. And we used, what, Texas toast? Yes. And see, that was my original thing. I was going to do it. On a Texas toast sandwich, mm-hmm. like you know, make a pot roast sandwich kind of a soup pot roast sandwich. And I was, I was, so I said I'm going to take it a step further and turn it into this monst- monstrous sandwich with the cheese and everything. Like Which one do you like better, Texas toast or the po' boy? The Texas toast, the toast got kind of soggy and stuff, which I kind of like a little bit. You know, it's more uh, if you had I know you have open faced roast beef sandwich yeah. or whatever where they kind of put the shredded meat on top of the sandwich and you eat it with a fork you don't yeah, pick it's not yeah. to pick up that's what it turned into it did so the probably um, held up exactly the bread's yeah. a little uh firmer on the outside has more of a crust to it yeah. and it's soft on the inside but then you put the cheese in there kind of acts as a barrier so and it, the cheese got melty when you put the hot meat on it but it, really did, it did that on the texas but that's another option you could do a bread like that if you were trying to feed a you know a family with it yeah yeah yeah, you could serve individual sandwich. I think yeah. I really do think the little miniature sandwich or mini subs or sliders. Would be I love that idea. That's really good idea. That's something you could feed a lot of people with. After you get done cooking it and tossing it back in your juice, put it in a crock pot, set it there. Yeah, make you a little Mississippi po board bar, mini <laughs> mini Mississippi po board bar. It's really, but to me, it's kind of wintertime food. It is. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna do it with some venison. Stick to your bone. I've food. got a. I've got a. Boneless hindquarter in the freezer. I'm gonna thaw out and just kind of do that same style and see how it turns out. I've never I'll tried it. That. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I know it'll be good. Are you gonna turn that one into a sandwich too? Um, I don't know. Probably just not. to eat it, I, mean, I think it's just gonna be dinner one night. I'm gonna let it roll on the smoker and Dutch oven. Um, so you did the Chicago Italian beef sandwich, and then a few weeks later, you're doing this Mississippi po' boy. Which one did you like better? Man, that's tough. <laughs> God, that's tough. Because they have some similar elements. Yeah, but the one's a sliced tender meat. Yeah, and, and the was, other ones. And it was pulled. Wagyu. I mean, but, you know, the that's gravy tough. is good on both. 
Yeah, that's tough. It's not that's like you can use the gravy as the tiebreaker. I don't think, yeah, I don't know if there's a right answer there because, I mean, man, I, I don't hate either one of them. I want to say, oh, I like the Mississippi one better, but man, that that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something you don't eat every day. I grew up eating pot roast. It's always like, so I'm going to have to go to the, the, the Italian beef spot. Are you really? Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna say that. I don't I'm know. Like, I kind of like the pot roast better. The Mississippi. If I'm serving it to people, I'd probably do. I'd probably come more serving them the Mississippi pot roast style. Yeah. But for something special, I'd do the Chicago Italian beef. Yeah. It's a little more labor intensive. You gotta. Um, I wasn't crazy about the. You gotta let it sit overnight. You didn't like the Jordanera, or maybe just the one we used. I'm, yeah, maybe fresh would have been better or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. or a non-pickled one, like an oil-packed one. Possibly. I don't know. I think there's better options out there. We just didn't have. That's what we found at the yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, that's what we had. Um, but. So what's next? I have no challenges. notes. I have absolutely okay. no notes. <laughs> well, I thought we would talk about our trip. Okay. And kind of and when we go on trips, we like to try new foods, different foods, and I get a lot of inspiration from them. That's where um, some of my best recipes have come from trying to recreate things that I've, that I've, uh, tried while out traveling and i you know i think that's if if you're gonna go you know on vacation and go somewhere i encourage people to try different stuff that they'd normally you know get outside the box a little bit yeah don't be scared to try something you know don't don't just go to the same old places when you when you travel um this time we went to jamaica and we've been before it but we'd been it'd been what 11 years since we've been to jamaica we we went you know we went to a resort on our honeymoon uh, we went back and we ha- we kind of went in with the idea that you're you're more going for the scenery, the beach, the sunshine, all the that, the yeah, the relaxing, the rum. <laughs> but um, the food. <coughs> well, we went to a resort. And yeah, the food typically at the resorts aren't very good. Yeah, or you know, there's something for everybody, but it's not high quality. But we were surprised this time. Yes. The food um, at the resort we were at was fantastic. I mean, the I'm trying to think what if my absolute favorite thing. Things that I wasn't just blown away with, but most everything I had was like, wow, this is really good. I had some of the best lamb I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I've, I've said it before, I'm not just huge favorite of lamb. I like lamb when it don't taste like lamb. And this, <laughs> they did like a jerked version of lamb chops. In a sauce that was kind of sweet, spicy, had all that or a Jamaican jerk elements mm-hmm. to it, and the lamb would just almost fall off the bone. It was so tender, cooked perfect, and it was. I didn't order it. I just happened to well the way we do it. I mean, you know, it's all inclusive, so you can get whatever you want. I usually get one entree, and Shell will get one, and we'll kind of split them so we both get to try them. And um, so I, I think that night I went with the steak. Yeah, I think it was like a strip steak, and it was good. Um, by in no way compared to the lamb that you had. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was fantastic, and I've, that's one recipe that I want to go and create. See, I came, I guess, uh, by traveling to the Caribbean, Jamaica. That's kind of my influence for coming back the very first time ten years ago and wanting to create jerk food. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it, but the only jerk food I'd ever been exposed to was like wings at a wing joint that had them. But it led me to wanting to try to create jerk chicken, my way, you know, my interpretation of it. It led me to, to doing the jerk pork, which was a fantastic uh, way to do a pork butt. I did a yeah. recipe on it, man, it, it, it was I cut it into bigger pork, yeah. steak pieces and 
we did the whole thing to it and marinated it. And it was, it made these, I think I made pineapples out of that one. You did. I hollowed out pineapple. And made a oh, pineapple so good. salsa. But it I all came from my travels down there, falling in love with that food that I've never had. I mean. Their jerk chicken was really good at the resort, but their yes. jerk pork. The jerk pork, they did it different. See, yeah. it wasn't, they. Um, didn't have a big. This it was like pork loin sauce. and they, you could tell they had marinated it in jerk. A little. And then threw it on a hot fire and got the outside really charred, but it was pork loin. So it was so overcooked and it was like these hunks of overcooked pork loin. It, just, it wasn't hitting on nothing. Yeah. Without, yeah. They, now they served it with, you could get the sauce on the side. Yeah, they didn't glaze it on. What they call it sauce? Parmalee. A hellfire sauce? Yeah. So it was a scotch bonnet sauce, but it was more, um, it was kind of yellowish orange. And it was good. Almost looked like a, a mustard almost, but it had a little bit of vinegar in it, but it wasn't overly vinegary and it would like, Light you up toe. It was good. I liked it. I put it on everything. Yeah. It'll, if you didn't watch it, it would get you. I would just dab a little bit, like every three bites. Yeah, or but the chicken, phenomenal. Great. Um, yeah. Another one that stood out to me was their jerk smoked sausage. I'd and never they, seen jerk. Sausage I hadn't either, and that got me wanting to create. Yeah. I come back with the idea that I've got a few recipes that I'm going to do because of this trip that inspired me, and jerk smoked sausage was one of them. They incorporated those jerk flavors in the grind in the meat. And it was a pork base. It probably had some beef in it, but it was mainly pork. It seemed like case sausage smoked. Then they grilled it like right along with the grilled, you know, yeah. the chicken they're Just doing. Just like we all do that. a sausage and cheese. Just like it, except all those elements were in the sausage. And, and it went so well. Too. It went so well with that jerk glaze. Yeah. And so any of the glazes like I did on the wings or the pork or the chicken would work fantastic on that. So I've just got to come up with the ratio of the spices to put in the sausage grind and case it. So I don't think that, that one's going to be very difficult to, to reproduce. And I've been wanting to work on some sausage recipes anyway. So that one and the lamb are too high on my list. Um, we also tried, they called it um, Jamaican pepper bacon. And I thought, I was this was at the steakhouse. We went yeah. to the steakhouse one night. I had a fantastic steakhouse. But one of the appetizers they had was Jamaican pepper bacon. And what they had done, I was thinking it was going to be like candy. shrimp, wasn't it? It was just by itself. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was thinking it was going to be like candied bacon, jerk glaze, something like that. But it was more of thick strips of pork belly that I guess they had, you know, thick. think of extra, like three three or four pieces of Wright's bacon in a thick piece. You know, it was, it was probably, I'd say, quarter to a half inch thick. And they had kind of grilled that, and it was it had a nice peppery finish on it. But then it was like in a jerk sauce too, and it was just so melt in your mouth. I mean, it tastes like bacon. I try but that. Yeah, yeah. It was a, well. I was after many drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you was on the wine that day. You don't remember the Jamaican pepper bacon? No. It was so it good. So good. It was. It was fantastic. <laughs> it's something I come back with a mind that I've got to recreate. We did sit outside that bar waiting for our table to be ready. For for an hour, hour, hour and a half. We tried, like, make me an old-fashioned. How about a dirty martini? We just were, <laughs> give me all the good ones, you know? The Mai Tai. I yeah. got, I've got, a, and that's also I have on here to talk about the rum drinks. And then we got to the wine. Because, man, the Bob Marley's, the Hummingbirds. What were some of the other ones? The uh, Oh, here's one. Iceberg. I'd never had this. <laughs> It was fantastic. So they take ice cold mug, fill it halfway up with red stripe, and then put they make a frozen margarita right there in the blender and, and using you can tell them I was going Don Julio, and then put that on top of it. So it's a and I and I do like putting splashes of beer in my yeah, margaritas. Like we, we go to local when I go to La Siesta here in Hernando, 
I'll get a margarita and a Corona and I'll kind of adjust it and stir it to take some of the sourness off. Well, when you do the iceberg, half beer, half margarita, it turns into the perfect margarita kind of slushy. <laughs> and the balance is not margarita too sour. It's Yeah. And so they call it the iceberg. Well, I was doing Mexican Titanics because I would order an extra shot of Julio on the side. <laughs> That's what would sink you. <laughs> the tequila would hit the iceberg, and then it was all she wrote. After about six of those, it's nap time. <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> that was one of my favorite drinks. That was one of my favorite drinks, the the, the Mexican Titanic. Yeah. I can't. And I did the Bob Marley and the Whaler. So the Bob Marley is like half pina colada, half strawberry daiquiri with a, a dark rum. Um, they usually the they way made it look you have to know this going in the, the resorts. The two drinks that have non-alcohol are pina coladas and strawberry daiquiris, and because they run them, in, those are the only two they run in a the machine. They don't put in a blender. And what they do, they if if you don't ask them, you're just getting a non-alcoholic drink. But if you tell them you want it with rum, they'll pour a good two ounces of rum in the glass and then make it, and the rum kind of blends up through it and you stir it up. So I was doing the. <laughs> What was it? Twelve year old Appleton, uh, Bob Marley. No, the Bob and the Bob Marley is the green one too, where they layer it. It's yeah. like pina colada, strawberry daiquiri, and then and they then, make a green on top. Yeah, and they use like blue caraco and mix it with some of the pina colada. It turns it green and pour that on top. It's got the rum in it because I asked for it, and then I got the whaler, the extra shot of the twelve year old on the side. That was the full band, Bob Marley. He was drinking both those that day. Yeah, that was a good day. That was in, in Red Stripe Lights. That was the water. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so needless to say, I did not want to come back home. I was already planning my way that I was going to set me up a, a grill shack somewhere. and become, how much it costs to stay at the How much I needed to make, yeah. Year-round. By uh, day seven, I was like, I can't stay here year-round. I have to do something else with my life. Yeah. Uh, there's, it would be a um, bad situation. Another recipe I came back that I wanted to do that I thought was really good was the fish and full. And it's kind of, I th- we had it a couple ways. One, they called it like traditional Jamaican fish and full. Then they had a, uh, one of the restaurants had um, what was called escaviche fish, which was kind of the same thing. It just wasn't served in the foil. But what they do, they, they take like a full packet and they use a white fish. I'm not, it was probably snapper or something like that that was local. And they cut up um, a lot of little, little thin cut, almost julienne, peppers, carrots. There's some Scotch bonnet pepper in there. Um, there's like, I saw some, cu- uh, not cucumber, but uh, zucchini, like green zucchini, zucchini in there. Yeah. And it, all that goes on top of the fish is get some citrus juice. I'm sure some oil, some seasons, they wrap it up in full and they throw it on the fire. And they cook it till the fish is done, which I'm sure, I, I, it's like, it's kind of like a, one of the fish and paper dishes or something like that. that yeah. That we've done. Yeah. And, and, but it's more Caribbean, Jamaican style of cooking. So that's one that I want to work on. And I got a fishing trip. We had two different ways. What was the other one called? The one that I had at the um, the escaviche. Escaviche. Yeah, yeah. that one. It was was very good. Yeah, it was really good. It had real spicy. It had a little more of a spicy sauce on it, Mm -hmm. and so I've got to look that up and see if I can figure out how they did it. The one at the jerk shop was okay. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It wouldn't hit no much. Yeah, you don't like fishing full. It's not one of your favorites. I liked it when it had more. Yeah, more seasoning to it. Yeah. That one, and we had Applewood smoked salmon for breakfast every morning, and it was some really good salmon. Yeah. I'm not a salmon. It, it's it's up there with uh, lamb with me. If it tastes like, if it tastes like salmon, I don't want to eat it. And this did not taste like salmon. It tastes like, I don't know, really good 
smoked almost a bacon taste. And I was like, oh, I've got to work on my applewood smoked salmon. Yes, so I want you to for work breakfast. on that. Because yeah. we had it with like served with uh, cream bagels, cheese. cream cheese. They had uh, big caper berries in Jamaica and then tomato and onion. And yeah. It was fantastic. So that's one recipe that, that I come back with. We wanted to perfect some bre- yeah. some brunch style salmon, you know? You did smoke. not just like smoked salmon you'd eat for dinner or you yeah, know, like yeah. an entree. This is more it's something you would cold. slice thin, serve cold. It's meant for brunch, breakfast kind of time. You tried to do it before and it didn't go well and you've never tried it again <laughs> since. Oh. I turned into cat food one time. I think it's all on the quality of the salmon. That's what'll turn I, you I off think on it. Would, yeah. Oh, did I mention the rum drinks? <laughs> I'm ready to go back. I mean, I've, we, we booked we booked the trip, so this is like going to be an annual thing for us. It might, you know, we might turn this we into the, into, the official How to Barbecue Right the Barbecue Conference. We went some, <laughs> with uh, some other friends yeah. that were are also barbecue. Heath and Candice Rawls. Yeah, Heath Rawls barbecue. And um, this is so good. We got to make it a conference. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do the barbecue. The barbecue Su- yeah. conference. <laughs> super selective. Super secret. Yeah, if you want to go, book your trip now. First, you got to apply, and we'll let you know the location and the dates. <laughs> Is that the way it's going to go? <laughs> but that takes me back. I mean, that kind of talking about our trip and, and when we go on, on, you know, vacations or even when I'm going out cooking in different uh, cities, we always try to find some unique food. Yeah. And that's kind of inspiration. And, and I think Search it should be for a lot of people. For. If you're yeah. really, yeah, if you're into cooking and want to try different things. And so what I do is I'll pick out, like you said, we'll look at something. Um, I don't care if it's Yelp, if it's reaching out on Facebook. Hey, you know, anybody know any good places yeah. to eat in this town? Go for recommend, a lot of my recommendations. Heck, I've gotten recommendations from Uber drivers. Like ask them, where does the people go to eat? Because they take people to these places and they hear. Yeah. They pick people up. And so that's how we find a lot of the restaurants that we go to. And what uh, I've also found when we travel is like what the city's known for might not be the one thing you love yeah, the most. That's right. Like the jerk chicken. It was great. But we fell in love with those jerk lamb. Yeah. You know? that's it was right. one you wouldn't of expect things. to find that yeah. there. Yeah. And so it was something different. Um and but I, what I wanted to do was, you know, talk about some of the recipes that I've found you know traveling like that okay. the first one that comes to my mind when i when i thought about this and jotted something down was the pork belly burn ends i would have never fa- i mean that we went to fort worth texas and for a, a national barbecue conference mm-hmm. and we kind of did our own little barbecue crawl we asked somebody who uh, you know we asked around there were some of the better barbecue joints and Heim barbecue come up and it was in they had just they had yeah they hadn't been going long. long and so now we decided to go there and of course we tried the you know the Texas brisket um you know the sausage but I saw uh he called them did he call them bacon burn-ins then or pork bacon I don't know he might I think he called them bacon burn-ins bacon burn-ins yeah. and so uh, we tried them, and I was like, wow, these things are amazing. So I've got to go back and recreate this. And so the first time I did it, when I did pork belly burn-ins, he had used the bacon, which was cured. And so I did the ones that was just like pork belly, fresh pork belly. I was like, I can, because I'd done pork belly recently before that, but I did it more barbecue style. Where we where it was meant it to be pulled pork in a sandwich. And I said, well, I can do this. Just cube it, season it up, cook them till they're rendered, toss them in the sauce, and man, and there you go. It was phenol. It was it was fantastic you know yeah. um and then so years later we'd seen them again was that at a no it was at the certified angus beef uh 
meeting we went to and I talked to him and told him how that inspired me. And so when I got back home, I said, I'm going to do the bacon version. He said, he still does them. And they're one of his number one sellers. So Travis is like, and I told him, I was like, man, you inspired me to do that. And that was a big hit, but that's probably my favorite that okay, I've went you somewhere. Can't find slab bacon. Um, so what about those, uh, pizzas we came back from with the bahamas that was another one that was fantastic that was last year when we went down to the grill grade event um they did one day it was like set up these pizza grills on the beach they brought out one of those like gas uh event grills yeah yeah is that what it was he had them down there for the burger fest they did a big burger fest but they um they set up well i think there was Two of them for the pizzas, two big, they were like maybe three, four or five foot long, but they had these little brickstone pizza. I don't even know if they're brickstone. I don't know what brand it was. I don't know. They sell them on Amazon. I come back and look them up. I almost bought one, they're but like it sits on top of this bucks, event grill. Yeah. And it's got like these pizza walls in it and a dome. And they were cooked, making fresh seafood pizzas, lobster and crab meat with, it's like a white sauce and cheese. And I thought they were fantastic i was like i'm coming back home i'm recreating that i've got to do that and, you used and your it turned white, out you used your white barbecue sauce with that which is yeah, a really good I, idea and i, I kind of like turned it into um a pizza sauce i think it makes a great pizza sauce it does I mean, you know i'd like and, you to use that sauce on so what i was thinking other pizzas you know how we had recently had i think the first thing when we got to jamaica when we were checking in they took us to have lunch and they did that barbecue uh jerk there was a jerk chicken quesadilla when I was having that, I was like, oh, man, if you use that white sauce and make a jerk chicken pizza, that would be really good. So that quesadilla, I mean, quesadilla would be good, too. But yeah. it was. It was really good. I don't. I only tried that that one time, I think. But yeah. It was good. I like that idea. A jerk chicken pizza with a white barbecue sauce. Yeah, with a white sauce. But I like yeah. to do like a spicy white sauce. And then drizzle some jerk sauce All Over the top. top. Yeah. yeah. That would be really good. I have to say the food of the Bahamas was not hitting on much. I enjoyed like some conch fritters. The burgers and the we had the burgers and, like, and the, the pizza. pizza yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember you said, "No wonder these people are all so little; their food sucks." <laughs> <laughs> but Jamaica's different. It is. It's more of a. I, I tell you what, there's some flat cooks in Jamaica. We went everywhere there's we went. So we had good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Even though we went, we took like a day trip over to the Margaritaville just to get off resort one day in town. And the food there was fantastic. I mean, we just had appetizers, but everything that I tried was really good. The calamari I think it's a was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it was, I think that's what it was. They did have a sauce they served their calamari with. It was kind of like that uh, sauce they served the fried conch with in the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a mayo-y based. I don't know, a little ketchup or something. I don't. It really wasn't horseradish. It just had a smoothness. It was pretty but good. But it was spicy. Yeah. yeah, it had some spice to it. Without that horseradish. Caribbean you know. flavors, yeah. yeah. Surprisingly, the sushi was really good there. Yeah. They have a sushi restaurant. It was fantastic. I was... You don't go to places like that expecting gourmet meals, but it was good. It was. It was very, very good. Well, back to recipes that I've been inspired by um, that... This is kind of a local one. There's three hours from us, but the Nashville hot chicken. I mean, yeah. that's one that, you know, I would have never tried to create on my own if I hadn't, if Nashville hot chicken had to been the thing. I like the way you, you know? do it better, though. You like it better than the greasy style? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got more flavor. It's less greasy. Yeah. It doesn't hurt you as bad. Like, and Cosmos came into that Nash- Nashville hot chicken The seasoning. Sandwich. And it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It has those flavors. Because he just fried the chicken and then tossed it in that s- dust. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I like that too. Because you get the flavors of the Nashville hot chicken, but it's not greasy like right, the, the real right. stuff. But, Any, what other recipes you've been inspired by? Well, of course, all my Texas ones. The TX yeah. brisket rub <laughs> is based on going to Texas. That's my homage to the state of Texas because we I, I grew I grew up eating pork. We didn't eat beef like that, and we didn't you know seasoning wasn't just simple salt and pepper like it is in Texas. So when I went out there, and I wouldn't have went if it hadn't been for barbecue to yeah. go to a conference and tried all those barbecue joints, and I started having like what real Texas brisket is. Yeah. That's what turned me on to that. And I since I've I'm still chasing the perfect one. I I mean I've cooked some really good ones, but the the, the perfect Texas brisket, I don't know. It's a, it's like a something like a the that I never care like a holy grail, yeah. you know, almost because <laughs> it's always like you're striving and I've cooked some that'll just oh this is it, but it's not the the quintessence. I don't know if I've ever had it in Texas either now. I'm just chasing it. I'm chasing it, you know. Uh, We've had some good ones. I've had some, yeah. Blacks is Blacks is way up there. Their brisket's good. Wilma's barbecue is but, good. That, but that, that ain't in Texas, yeah. But um, but that style, the style is what I'm inspired do you think by. It's the pits, like no, the, I don't know if it's just like the simplicity the seasoned, of it. The, the, it's the simplicity of, of it. The, the salt, the pepper, the good meat, the time they let it cook, yeah. and the hold. That's what it amounts to. I mean, there's a lot goes into it, but a lot of it's not overcomplicating it. Yeah, and from that, there, you know. I've done ribs that way, Texas style. I've done the turkey breast the way they do it. And that's just something like nobody does turkey breast like that, where it's just Man, that kind that of turkey breast butter. Is... And it'll blow you away. It's, it's phenomenal. But it's so simple. And it's so simple, yeah. Yeah, it's like a couple ingredients and a little butter and... And that's it. You don't you don't learn about stuff or you know, experience stuff like that unless you get out and travel and try it, you know? One I want to do that I have never done or not to, or haven't tried is going out uh, to the Midwest and trying those big pork tenderloins they do where they fry, you know, they beat them out. It's this giant pork tenderloin sandwich. Uh-uh. I know Darren does one at his restaurant. In and Iowa. they fry it? Yeah, it's like a deep fried pork tenderloin sandwich or pork loin sandwich. What do they I put guess. on it? What kind of bread? It's, on a, on? it's on a bun with, I imagine, mayonnaise and. Pickles, Pickles, lettuce, tomato, probably, or something. So it's like, like a that. chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like Dwayne's. You know that sandwich he does that's really awesome in Kentucky. Yes, it's they have Rib a bigger liquor. version of that. Yeah. yeah, they. I mean, and when I say big, it's as big as this thing on computer show. Oh, here. really? It's platter sized pork piece of pork loin, beat out, fried, like they chicken like- fried. You know, think <laughs> yeah. of chicken fried steak or some chicken, pork. Done like that. Do they cut it in like fourths and serve it to you? No, man, you get the whole <laughs> big sandwich. I've seen some people um, on Facebook say there's a place in Memphis that does one. I hadn't never had it. I thought uh, Martin Lambert's recreated it. I don't know if he's ever done the recipe, but yeah, I know he's made them and said they're really good. But that's that's uh, really just getting out there and traveling and getting inspired by food is is a lot of what leads me to the recipes. That was what I wanted to convey today. Get out there. So, what are your some of your travel? What are Malcolm's travel tips? Don't be scared to try new stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and ask around for recommendations. Don't just go to the first billboarded place you see. Because a lot of times a lot of the times the hole in the wall places are better than, than anything. Oh, yeah. You don't have to go to the, the number one tourist destination to get good food. But a lot of times the place that the that is most well known is not necessarily the best. That's right. And I don't trust all the, the Yelp reviews yeah. and stuff. I mean, you know, it's fine like, to look you know what I use Yelp for? The locator. 
like where I'm at and what's close by me where, yeah, you know, to yeah. keep me from travel too far. And then I make judgment calls based on what I see, you know, look up and find and go to their website or Facebook page and try to find photos of the food and see if it, see if the menu sounds like something I want to try. Or but I know. Look at, rec- look at some recommendations. Some, I mean, some of that stuff, I mean, people get, everybody's a food critic, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, and usually I give somebody two shots before I'll just mark them off, you know. If you got time. If you got time, but. It's like rendezvous, not the best barbecue. Yeah, this, you know? or you know any of the big ones that are on there, they're not yeah. the best. To be, you got to know to where to go. Got to know where to go. Got to know where to go. So, with the with the the day and age of the internet, social media, like we're all connected. You, can, I'm sure everybody's got a circle of a friend in the area or someone that's been there that can give you some good recommendations. A lot of times, I start there. I ask folks, "Hey, I'm going to uh, Oklahoma City. Where should I go?" You know. Speaking of, I want to go try Travis's place. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to Oklahoma City. I don't know why that popped in my head. We have a lot of excuses to get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad drive from Memphis to Oklahoma Eight hours, City. I think. Yeah, we've yeah. done it before yeah. to go to his class. Hey, I do have to go back to Georgia next week. Um, why got a meeting. I've got a meeting, but my, the big news is the new trailer is ready. So um, It's who- equipped with the brand new CTO Oh, Hickory CTO. I'm excited about all the bells and whistles. I can't wait to show everybody that. It's a CTO. I can't wait to show everybody the trailer. Like the, I'm gonna, so first off, who did the trailer? Uh, Tracy at Southern Dimensions, way across Georgia. and uh, He's the guy to go to get He is the trailer man. I mean, it, it ain't cheap. I ain't saying he's cheap, but he is the trailer man. He can, I mean, he, he took the plans. Like He didn't even make the trailer that, that the design that I had. I told him... I. Waylon did some plans for me. I told him what I wanted, and then he sends them back. Cat, I mean, I put the you know the design he sent back on Instagram. Heck yeah, he and it like was a three D render. Yeah, it's crazy, but he could do. I don't. I don't know if there's anything he can't do with one. Yeah, and every every trailer that I've seen that he's built has been super high quality craftsmanship. I mean, it's it's. I can't. I can't wait to can't wait to hook up to it and bring it back. So that's happening next week. It's got to. It's ready. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Got a contest this month. Are we in the March? We will be by the time we do the next podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a, a contest coming up. I've got to do some practicing. See how it's going to roll. Get things set up. Yeah. There's a lot involved in getting a new trailer. Heck yeah. You got to, you know, put sheets on the bed. And <laughs> sheets on the bed. And hang, you know, your knife. You got get that grill season. That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> get my knives in there. But yeah, now that's I'm excited about that. I'll be looking for it next week because we'll probably do some. That'd be cool. So, to do as soon as I get it, it, we're gonna do some social media stuff on it. Yeah. But and I may try. I want to try if I have time to get over to Tracy's shop and kind of get some behind the scenes stuff on him building yeah. these trailers. Kind of get you know spread the word for him a little bit. Just he's he's doing well, and I think he's backed up. So much my, my my trailer's actually been ready for probably a month, but it was waiting on Cooker. And so once, because old Hickory's, they were, you know, they're slammed too. So. Yeah. So when they were able to get a get one built, I, I, got, I think he had bought one too for personal use. So they shipped both at the same time over there to Georgia. So um, he mounted it for me. What's the length of this trailer? It's a 28-footer with 28 the B-nose. B-nose bathroom? Yes. Bathroom, shower, sleep. It'll sleep. It'll actually sleep probably – 
four comfortably. Mm-hmm. Five if you really like each other <laughs> and you're not was, <laughs> and you're not in the bed with me. He <laughs> <laughs> would sleep. He'd sleep two little people on one bed and another two are just standard sized twin mattresses and then it's got a fold out uh like couch sleeper in the cooking area too that could be used for the night man, whoever's man in the pits. Slip out there and watch the grill and but we'll give Michael the little bed. Yeah, yeah. He'll get the little bed. But it's ready, and I'm ready to get it. I'm and the really only cooker you've got it. on it, are you going to put any other cookers on it, or just the old hickory? Uh, I'll definitely put a drum on it. Yeah, for chicken. Yeah, I got to. I mean, it's got room to where I can roll a pellet grill on there. I've got room for my generator. I can put, you know, I can put another old hickory on it if I wanted to. What put color? a stick, stick burner across the back if I wanted to. I mean, it's. But this old hickory is going to be mounted across the. Back, yeah, it's right? yeah, 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 yeah. It's a black. It's a black. With uh, like the lights around the bottom, that supposedly I can change colors. <laughs> you can get your music going. Get the music going. It could be a party trailer. Then also uh, coming up this weekend, before I can go get my trailer, we're judging a rib contest in Tupelo, Mississippi. It's like a backyard deal out at the country club. If anybody hadn't signed up, it may not be too late. I don't know. Last year they had nearly twenty teams. Imagine they yeah. had more this year. And Good we're little contest. Kind of in charge of judging. I'm running the judging, the MC, the whole thing. See how it goes. They're doing a hot wing contest. We won't be there on Friday. They have some uh, local chefs doing the judging on it. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then Saturdays when we'll come in and do the rib judging. And Tuesday. What's the I'll, prize on that one? I don't yeah. know. It's a cash prize. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Probably a couple hundred bucks. Several hundred. Yeah. yeah. They had a pretty. I think I don't think the payout was. Well, the the entry fee was very expensive. I think it was like 100 125 But I think it paid out, you know, several hundred yeah. dollars. Um, did they which is great for a backyard rib cook. Heck you yeah. Do they supply the meat? You I doubt it. I think you bring your own. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't I didn't get into the rules. All I'm there to do is to make sure it's judged honestly it's and fairly. As fairly as possible. Fairly, yeah. That's, a, that's what it's all about. I'm kind of excited about trying the ribs because we judged it last year and – you never know with the backyard contest, but the ribs were really the good ribs were shocked me. The wings yeah. did too. There were some there were some guys that knew what they were doing. Of course, you always get that one bad one, you know. Yeah, it's bitter. <laughs> get that one spitter. But the majority of them were really good. So um, I'm looking forward to judging some wings. Yeah, we had a local while we were gone. There was a local contest out at Dark Corner, which is kind of Lewisburg area that that they've been having for several years, and and uh, my buddy Will. Will Dyer from uh, what's his what was his team name D and D, I think. Uh, yeah, they're they're kind of uh, nephews of Mark and Jamie from Swine Life. And but how old they, is he? He's four, 13 or fourteen. 13 young. He but he whooped grown men down out there at Dark Corner. <laughs> he whooped yeah several teams. So shout out to Will. Yeah. And um, I'm doing the Greg Rimpy Barbecue Central show. It'll be Tuesday night live. Nobody, this Tuesday? Uh, yeah, it, oh yeah, because first Tuesday, first Tuesday of the month, March is already here. We're through with February, and um, after that, I'll be headed to Pensacola to the butcher shop down, hanging out with Kevin and Jordan. Uh, this is March seventh, and I'm going to be doing some uh, sampling of some A nines and some tri tips, cooking up some briskets, cooking up some tri tips. So they're them, doing a doing. A little, I'm going to do a little demo and uh, pass out free samples. So if you're in the area, March seventh of Pensacola, stop the- by Kevin's from ten to two, and I'll be there. I'll be there talking, answering questions, uh, talking about brisket and tri tip or whatever else y'all want to talk about. 
Um, and it's this be fun. Is, uh, I'm excited. I've never been to their shop. I've you yeah. know, I'm known them, known Kevin and Jordan for several years. I've just never uh, been down to Pensacola. So cooked a lot of their meat. A lot of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. So I'm excited about that. So is this a fundraiser that they're doing? A local for a local <coughs> charity, or I think so. Um, oh, we're not charging. I'm not charging. Oh, I know that, but. Yeah. I don't think it's, I think it's a free event. So I don't know okay. if it, they may be taking donations for something or something. I'm not, I'm not sure on the details on that. I just know I was told that, that, uh, Your where to go, where needed. to go and when to be there. That's all. <laughs> no question. Hey, all you got to do is say free brisket to me and I'll be there. I want to eat some too. Speaking of eating and traveling, um, after we get done with that, we're taking Michael with us at spring break week and we're going to swing by Orange Beach for just a few nights. Mm-hmm. And Orange Beach has, Really good food. Yes, they do. What's your favorite place in Orange Beach to eat? Man, that's tough. There's two or three that pop in my mind. I would have to say, I have to say probably Cobalt. Cobalt that's and Cosmos. Favorite. Cosmos, the steamer. Oh, the steamer. It's so good for steamed seafood. That's the mess top three. Yeah. Top three. I'll go easy. with that. Yeah. Easy. I um, mean, there's places you can go get some good fried fish, but yeah. those three have really good dishes. That's right. Well, the steamer is just... I don't, I don't mess with fried stuff there. I can yeah. try to get all either grilled or steamed or boiled. or I can cook fried seafood at home. <laughs> <laughs> you want that fresh. Yeah, I want it fresh. Um, recipes. I've got some coming up. We've got mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day coming up. What you doing for St. Patrick's Day? I'm going to work on St. Patrick's Day steak and potato dish. You know, maybe, maybe work out a... You know, something to go with, you know. Like a Irish dinner? style. I uh, know, just steak and potatoes. <laughs> it ain't going to be a full dinner. Steak and potatoes is a full dinner, Is that a full dinner? It? it don't have, you know, the pot- I guess it is. <laughs> but that's that's one I'm working on, and. Did you give up anything um, for Lent? <laughs> I probably should have. But... <laughs> I wasn't expecting that question. No, I didn't give up nothing. <laughs> I gave up the sun bread. at the beach and come back to the, <laughs> the misery here in Hernando. Cloudy, still raining. Every river is busted out of its banks. So like, why would you come back to this place when you can stay in the Caribbean? But no, that was... We had a really uh, good trip. We did, we did. I'm also... Great. Oh, also, I'm, uh, you know, I talked about being inspired by stuff, and I've got some uh, Cheshire pork bellies on the way. What you going to do with them? I'm going to make some some jerk... Jerk pork belly. It's. I mean, does that not sound good? It sounds delicious. Yeah, and I think I'm, I, like if they the if I get enough, like I think they come three to a case because I I asked them and they told me it'd be two or three in there. If the, if I got yeah, an extra one, if I get an extra one, I'm gonna play around with curing uh, curing one of them and then turning it into like that your pepper, own that, bacon. That, Jamaican pepper bacon I was talking about. Okay. So I'm gonna play with that one. That'll be down the road. I need to do some experiment with that. Yeah, but. The jerk pork belly, I know I can do. That's like taking jerk pork to another level. Oh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I can't wait. I really can't wait. Are you going to glaze it? I don't know which one I'm going to do first. I don't know if I'm going to do the bellies first or if I'm going to do the, the uh, St. Patrick's Day first. Because both of them are coming up. Or, you know, St. Patrick's Day is what, next week? No, it's, I think the week we're going to be on spring break. Okay, well. Or no, the next week. Okay. It's like so the 16th. I may do the jerk belly first. But then crawfish season is here. I had yeah. my first taste of them. Uh, Fat Tuesday, local joint here in town, and uh, they were they were good. A little bit too sprinkly for me, you know. And they put the hot stuff over the top of them after they're cooked. You ain't got to do that. Yeah, get all that flavor in there. So that being said, 
I know it's not barbecue, but I'm going to do a crawfish video. Yep. How to cook crawfish. You and Mark Williams. Full-blown video. How we do it. Flavors in the pot. It's all in the soak. Gets all the flavor inside so your hands aren't burning. It's not all over your face. It's just delicious crawfish. I guess you call it Mississippi style. Are you going to um, inspired for throw some the pineapple in there too? Oh, yeah. That's going in the end. Yeah. That's dessert. That's, that's dessert. Good. But that's, I mean, that's it. That's coming up. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Spring. Is I promise you it's almost here. It's almost here. So It was super I'm cold excited. this morning. Yeah, it's still <laughs> miserable here in Mississippi, but. It's coming. It can't. It, it's gonna follow us up from the. You think from so? the, the Caribbean think, yeah. through the Gulf and up up the state. I'd be happy if we had just a little sunshine when we were in um, Orange Beach. Yeah, in a few that'd weeks. be great. But anything uh, else you got to talk about, Shell? I don't have any notes. You don't. So you were really. You come back just <laughs> totally relaxed, like you're not gonna. Do- <laughs> I came back and I had to edit. Jump straight. We didn't get back in till Monday night. Late. Late Monday night, and then Tuesday it was nothing but catch up. Wednesday it was let's edit and try to get edit, the video released, yeah. get the video out, then do the podcast and get ready for. I was really stressed. And out. get ready to go out of town Saturday. Yeah, so. I was really stressed out, and you said everything's gonna be all right. That's my new I motto. Do? What can I do to help? Be all right, you? Yeah. And I said you write the notes for the podcast, and I did. I did some good notes. You did excellent. All right. Well, <laughs> I led the way on this one today, folks. Usually I'm just the color man, but um, hey, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today, and we'll be back next week talking more delicious barbecue.